Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Unprofessional Opinion Podcast, where we share our life experiences and offer advice for tackling life's many questions. I'm Heather. And I'm Morgan. And we are all, well, not professionals, but um, if you're new to us this season, we're diving into many questions we all have either asked or been asked about all the different relationships that we have in our lives, like friendships, you know, relationships with colleagues, family, and romantic partners. In our last episode, we gave our unprofessional opinion on how to maintain friendships with those in different life stages and why, or is it even important to have friends in, you know, your same season? Today's questions are a bit deeper and ones that, you know, involve an awkward and uncomfortable subject, honestly. How do you confront, how do you confront a friend um, when something is bothering you? And is it normal to feel loss or grief after losing a friendship? Woo! These are, yeah, I'm excited to get into these, Heather. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so Heather, like you mentioned, these questions are a little less lighthearted than the ones I'm that we've tackled. Nervous. <laughs> We're diving in the deep end. It's like eight feet deep. We're not wearing <laughs> any life vest. No, no, no protection. No protection. And let's be honest. I don't, I can't think of anyone. Well, there are some people, so let me roll back. But com- most people don't enjoy confrontation or loss or anything of that nature. So it is, it is just by its nature an uncomfortable conversation, but one that I think is really important in order to maintain the longevity of friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I think I mentioned it the first episode, friendships are really unique because there's no set guidelines for how they should look, how people should function in them. It's really up to the folks who are in that chosen friendship. Yep. So I... I can speak from my experience. I have had issues in friendships before, right? And and have come to those moments where you do have to have an uncomfortable conversation or I have been on the receiving end, which is more often, of the uncomfortable conversation. So I would love to hear your unprofessional opinion of how do you approach confrontation when it comes up in your friendship and how do you do that in a way that helps you to maintain the friendship afterwards? That's honestly a great question. I feel like my first thought is like, I'm just cringing and I want to get like in my little turtle shell because I absolutely hate confrontation. I feel like I definitely want to answer the question, but I feel like I thought of myself as like, oh, I love confrontation. I love drama. Like I love this. But like until you're like actually in in something where like you're involved, you've got to confront someone either, you know, you're on the receiving end or you're on the other end. Like it's so uncomfortable. It's so hard to do. And I realized I'm not confrontational. So I actually took uh, a personality test. Side note, I freaking love personality tests. I feel like they tell me who I am. I don't know who I am until I take one. And I took um, 16 personalities. And I feel like that is what really was like, boom, like this is who you are. And And can I just put in a quick aside for folks who don't know what 16 personalities is, it's essentially the Myers-Briggs assessment. So you can go onto their website for free, take an assessment and see what your Myers-Briggs personality type is. Yes. And it gives you you a little rundown about who you are. (laughs) A little shameless plug for 16 personalities. It does. It tells you like what type of worker you are, what type of friend you are. Anyway, it's great. Definitely go check it out. 
Um, but it told me that I was not confrontational. And literally, Morgan, until then, I thought I loved confrontation. <laughs> I think this is the key. It's so entertaining to hear about other people's confrontation when you can it sit is. safely at a distance and just love pop, like real housewives and below deck and yeah. right but being in it different ball game no i, I, I don't want to be involved in it at all i want to like yeah. watch from the sidelines with my popcorn and m&ms right so anyway how do you confront a friend you i mean point blank you have to be open and honest like you mm-hmm. have to address it early like if something's bothering you just say it like say it the first time you think about it, like, just be, hey, like that kind of hurt my feelings when you didn't invite me to this or when you said it this way. I mean, there's definitely was times. I mean, I grew up as an only child. There, I had a bubble, Morgan. Like I thought the world revolved around me at certain times. Mm-hmm. It's like I had no one else to, I mean, you've had friends, obviously, but there was times where I was very selfish. And until I, if I said something that hurt someone, I had, I've had a friend before, like I can vividly remember this. And I was like, I'm so sorry that hurt you. I, literally didn't even think about that, but Mm -hmm. she confronted it immediately and she was honest and I received it very well because I was just so oblivious and that could be just for a lot of people. And so you have to be open and honest, say it early. I feel like it's just so much less heartache. Like just, you know, those people that carry grudges or like, Mm -hmm. they're like, how do you carry this for years? And it just, and it makes it like piles up and gets higher and higher and higher, which it's literally going to tip over one day and explode. So Yeah. So I have this visual in my head that I always think of for this a champagne bottle or Prosecco, whatever you drink, your sparkling beverage of choice. Okay. You shake it up. Well, you you hold on to it. And if you shake it up long enough, eat, as you keep shaking that bottle, you keep shaking it. Even if as soon as you untie the little top, that thing is busting. Yeah. You didn't even have to touch the cork. It just came, came on its own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's so true. It's yeah, with <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. And it didn't I, sound good. No, it's okay. I, I but I love the analogy. It's it's definitely something that I can resonate with because <laughs> I've held a grudge and I'm like, man, I just blow up one day. Or there's other times where honestly I'm honest I okay, let's speak real. I feel like I try to hold grudges, or at least I used to before I like learned to like grow up to be a freaking adult. And I would forget that I was holding a grudge. I would have to remember to hold the grudge. I was like, who are you? No, I'm not kidding. What? This was this was me. I this is what I thought. This is like back in college. <laughs> it's like, who are you? Who is this person? I know it was ridiculous, but uh so yeah, I've grown. I'm You've grown. grown up. But <laughs> but yeah, I mean, all that to be said with your champagne, with just combusting, like you you can cause more harm than good. Like the longer mm-hmm. you hold something in, yeah. It, it will literally just make it worse. And I think honestly, you have to, you have to think about like, what's the benefit of, of holding mm-hmm. it in or saying it early and often. And it's, you owe it to yourself to let this weight off your chest. I mean, think about when you like, I don't know, like have a five o'clock beverage or you're, I don't know, just something that makes you feel like a weight off your shoulder. You're like relaxed. Like that's what it feels like to just get something off your chest. So you owe it to yourself to just confront what's making you feel so icky. And like, it's really heavy on your heart and you owe it to that friend to be honest with them on how they're feeling. Like Morgan, if I upset you, I would want you to truly tell me Yeah. regardless of how I took it. Like I would, I would really want to know. And I feel like out of respect for myself and for you, you you would want that to be said. So I feel like it's, it's comes down to a respect thing too. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm curious what you think when it comes to like how do you confront a friend since it is a super awkward thing, really. Yeah, I I think my unprofessional opinions would be that I see healthy confrontation as a building block to longevity in a friendship. That's a good point. If we, it is natural. People are going to have conflict, especially when you are close with someone. It's more personal by nature. Uh, And as much as you love a person, you're, you're going to disagree. So learning how to have a healthy conversation to address those concerns is vital to the lifeblood of that friendship relationship, honestly, whatever, you know, specifically talking about friendships, because again, I think there are these weird boundaries of, well, am I being dramatic? Should I say something? No, they should already know. Like we, we assume a lot and we all know the saying about assumptions. And I think. What is it? What What do we know? I've already said some stuff that I sounded bad. So I'm not even going to go there. Um, To me though, it it comes down to a healthy conversation, right? And I have my, a vivid memory of the first healthy confrontation that I ever experienced. And it's with someone who is basically my sister now, like we have been friends since freshman year of high school. Mm -hmm. And this conversation took place in our high school parking lot. And (laughs) You know, I, the context doesn't even matter. I couldn't even Is it tell one you. of those things where like you remember the parking spot you were in. Could I could, if you took yep, me to the <laughs> high school parking lot, I could tell you where we were yep. exactly. We were standing behind her car. She had this little champagne colored Mazda. Like I could give you the whole scenario. Um, and I just remember her speaking to me, frankly, kindly, and just, kind of laying out of just like, Hey, I care about you a lot. I felt the need to bring this up to you because if, if I'm being honest with myself and you, if we don't figure this out, we're not going to be friends in the way that I hope we're going to be friends Mm -hmm. and the way I feel like we are friends. And the way it was handled was something that has stuck with me because it, it was like a, it's a blueprint for me because she addressed her need. I, found something out that I wasn't fully aware of. I was able to address it. We were able to do that together. And now we knew how to address conflict with each other moving forward. forward. Mm -hmm. I mean, we ended up being uh, roommates our freshman year of college. And let me tell you, there were some confrontations happening in that bedroom. Any roommate. In that dorm room. It's like the better friends you are, like the bigger conflict it can yeah. be sometimes. Or it's like a, it's either you're so great together or you're so not. I, I mean, I get it. Some people aren't meant to live together to sign out. Yeah. But I say that and I loved living with her. <laughs> yeah. Like we lived That's with right. each other all four years of college. Like we ended up, you know, because we figured out how to have the healthy conflict. That doesn't mean yeah. we shied away from it. And when I say healthy, I mean, assuming best intentions, you are friends with this person for a reason. Assume that they are not thinking maliciously about you. They're not trying to intentionally hurt you. And I think going, yeah, when you go in with that mindset, you are able to much more easily have a calmer conversation about it because you're, you're just trying to bring something up that they might not be consciously aware of. I think the other part of healthy is have a thought through conversation. Do not just go in guns blazing. Like if in that moment you are not like, if say something happens, if in that moment, you know that you are just too 
fiery or feeling spicy to have a productive conversation, wait, calm, and then have a conversation. So true. That goes with anything. I mean, any friendships with parents, with significant yeah. other, I totally agree. Calm down. And it's hard to do that sometimes. Like sometimes you're just like raring to go. You got your little yeah. Your little what did Taylor Swift say? Up. You need to calm down. You need to calm down. Listen to the wise woman. I think the other part of it to me is communicating with kindness. You are, you're speaking honestly, but you're not doing it in a way that is going to be hurtful because you feel like you need to get some get back at them because they hurt you or whatever the case may be. Again, not, not productive. If you are really looking at maintaining this friendship, you, you, you need to handle it delicately. You need to address it, but it needs to be delicate. Now, if you don't care about the friendship, then that's on you. I don't know. Figure that out. But Typically, I want to maintain my friendships if possible. Yeah. So speaking with kindness, and like, I think you said this already, try to understand their perspective. Mm -hmm. Empathize. Empathize with each other. Try to figure out, okay, what was their thought process in communicating this to me? What was their thought, my thought process, you know, when the whole situation happened? What was their thought process? Trying to paint the full picture of stepping outside of yourself, whether you are the confronter or the confrontee is a... I think is really important. I feel like you um, both have to kind of, to your point, fall on your swords. Like you can't, like, I am right and you're wrong. You both, I mean, regardless of like who is right or wrong, like you mm-hmm. really need to look, put your pride down. Yeah, I completely agree. And I don't, I don't think everything is always going to be resolved in one single conversation. Sometimes it might be, and that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Other times it, it might take more than that. Um, and that's okay too. I think being patient with each other. But to your point, you mentioned dreading confrontation. I dread it. I do not enjoy it. I get a pit in my stomach. I feel physically nauseous. I sweat too much. (laughs) Like, I don't like it. I just wasn't expecting you to say that. (laughs) I mean, it's what it is. Yeah. You know? I get it. It's the way God made me. Um, But I think I've realized, like, it is important because I have, again, been that person to bottle it up. and. I've also been on the receiving end of someone bottling or of people bottling up their feelings about mm-hmm. something that I had said or done unknowingly or not meaning to hurt them, but it did. And, and their perception is their reality. And, and that is valid for them to feel. But that also doesn't give people the right to not address it and to let it become something bigger than it is because now we're dealing with something completely else entirely. I don't know about you, but anytime I have just let something sit in my head and fester, it grows Mm -hmm. and it grows and it grows until it's this little nasty little monster thing. And he's purple. I imagine him to be like purple with these little like oils on his body. Okay. And he has like these weird like chicken feet. Any monster to me okay. that has chicken feet kind of terrifies me. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I never put a picture to it. There's not. <laughs> you can borrow him. But, yeah, it's nasty. I don't want it. I don't want it. No one wants it. But it's nasty, and no one wants that because yeah. that could potentially makes you feel friendship. icky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That doesn't feel good either. Um, so, again, I think practice, again, confrontation, I don't think it's ever easy but the more that you figure out how to do it. And I think if you're even honest in the conversation to be, this is 
really difficult for me to do. And I, I've really struggled bringing this up because Mm -hmm. I care about this friendship so much leading with that intention of I'm only bringing this up for repair and then stop, say your thing and let the other person respond. And now it's a two-way conversation. Like once you air your grievance, you now have to give the person a chance to either defend themselves or at least respond in some type of way to help provide their understanding. Cause there could be pieces that are being missed on your side as well. Yeah, I agree. I think that the biggest point that you mentioned to me that just resonates the most is come in with a good intention. Like, you know, this friend, you know, this person, Mm -hmm. and you wouldn't assume that they would, you know, have done the thing that you thought that they did that grew into the monster with legs. That's freaking out, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think that's, yeah, I think that's a great point. But I wanted to get your thoughts on something. I was kind of doing some research research on this episode because it's kind of a sensitive thing to talk about. And honestly, I need help with this. And so I thought it'd be helpful to at least share with the broader group on some do's and don'ts. So okay. I got this from do something.org and I'm curious if you agree with these do's and don'ts. So Let's it's got it. four do's, four do four don'ts. <laughs> How many times can I say that? So uh there's the do's. It says stay calm. So to your point, I think you mentioned you've got that. Did you write Should this? No? Okay. Did I um, no, I didn't. Definitely did. cannot take any no. credit. Zero credit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Second was uh, focus on the current situation. Don't bring mm-hmm. up others, right? Because it's easy Ooh. to like, you did this, you did this, and then make it into the monster. And now yes. it's got like, it had eight legs. It's got 16. Yeah. Um, third Absolutely. is speak from your perspective. Me. It's about me. It's I not statements. about we. Yes. I statements. Uh, and then the third, sorry, fourth is listen to them, which I think you've, you've covered that too. Mm-hmm. Don't blindly react. So to your point, to Taylor's point, you need to calm down. Don't just boom, react. Uh, second don't is don't pull others into it, which I think is so huge. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it could be like two against one. It's like, no, no, no. This confrontation is between you and I, me and you. Yeah. Uh, the third don't was make accusations, which it's so hard to, I feel like when you're heated, yeah. Like, well, I thought you did this. And it's like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. don't assume. Just mm-hmm. have the conversation. Talk about things honestly. And then the fourth was don't try to win the argument. Well, yes, it was a don't right. try to win the argument. So, uh, I mean, there is no winner. And that's kind of goes to like oh. the pride point, put the pride down, like fall on your sword. Let this, it's not about winning. It's about you to your initial point, like keeping mm-hmm. the friendship. If you care about the friendship, it's not about who wins. It's about, right having a healthy friendship and being able to continue that for years and years to come. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing of like, yeah, who wins when you're not friends anymore? Unless it's truly like what needed to happen for you both to live a happier, healthier life. If you were otherwise, it's a loss for both people. One of those things made me think of the I statement one, like saying Mm -hmm. your perspective. Okay. You, you, I think you know this about me. I love Brene Brown. I do. I love her. If Mm -hmm. you don't know her, find her, read her books, follow her. She's phenomenal. But she, she says this thing where it's the story I'm telling myself is. So say we were having a confrontation and I'm acknowledging, but through that statement that like, this very well might not be real. I could fully be making this up in my head, but I need you to know the story that I'm telling myself because it's going to impact us, right? Like it's, I don't know, maybe you made some comment about something I wore. This is fully hypothetical, by the way. I could say, Heather, the story I'm telling myself from that comment is that you think I look like trash and need to go 
like fix everything about how I'm presenting myself. That's so and, interesting. Cause that's, that's like, again, it's putting it back on me of right. how I'm perceiving the situation. I'm mm-hmm. acknowledging that this could maybe not be it, but it's giving you an opportunity to help me rewrite the narrative in my and head. And it's you not pointing fingers. Like you right. made me feel this way. It's like yeah. another way to, to say that. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Okay. I love her. I love that. We need to pull in some more Brene Brown because she's got oh, a lot of all day. Her podcasts are great too. Every, yeah. Everything she puts out. I listen to a couple too. Well. They're great. I think that's a good segue into our next question, Morgan, that I wanted to ask mm-hmm. you was, uh, you know, is it normal to feel loss or grief after losing a friendship or, you know, is it even normal to lose friends in general? Yes. And yes, absolutely. I, in my experience, losing a friend is due to some conflict is extremely painful. It, I didn't, um, I didn't like have any serious relationships, you know, in high school or college or whatever. Um, but I did have some stuff in those time frames um, with friendships that were really hard, and it feels awful. It's a loss. It's I like don't a breakup. With it's like, like a breakup. I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's. Um, I don't think it's something that we can minimize. Of like, oh, like you're being dramatic. No, this person was probably someone who you spent a great deal of time with, that you were extremely vulnerable with, that had become an integral part of your life, and and now they're not for whatever reason that might be, and that's really hard and is valid to feel everything. And I think, so I would say, yes, it's normal. I think to your second question, is it normal to lose friends? I think sadly it is too, especially in those earlier years. I think back on those situations and I'm like, man, if those things would have come up, like at my point point in life now where I have more knowledge and patience and maturity and wisdom, would they have been handled in the same way? Maybe maybe not, mm-hmm. but I think it's part of learning. Um, and I think when you do lose a friend and you're experiencing that feeling and loss, I think you have to sit in it and you have to feel it. You have to allow yourself to go through whatever that looks like for you and be gentle on yourself. For me, when I got to a point of being I don't think you're ever fully okay with it. Like there are still times when there are people who, you know, I'm not as close with anymore that I miss them. You know, I I miss aspects of it, but, um, you know, things happened. And so I think reflecting afterwards was really helpful. And in all honesty, I've been reflecting on certain things for like years now, Mm -hmm. but I think that's where the learning comes in of realizing the way they handled things, maybe not great. The way I handled things, also probably not great. Like everyone has a role to play when something dissolves, when a friendship or relationship or whatever, when it ends, I think it's really easy to place blame on people when you're trying to get through it. Um, I think, and I think there are sometimes some valid things um, in, in any situation that you're like, okay, yeah, that was really hard for me. And I don't necessarily want to experience that again. But at the same time, you have to look at in the mirror as well and say, well, what did I do to contribute to that fallout? Um, And again, it goes back to our first question for me. Any healthy confrontation 
for the most part, we've been able to get through with different friendships. It's when it's been those more difficult confrontations when neither of us handled it well that have led to, you know, maybe a not being as close anymore. Yeah. No, what do I you, think it's, go ahead. I was going to ask you, like, what are your thoughts on that question? No, I agree. It's, it's a yes and yes question. Like it is, it sucks to lose friends, but it's normal to feel that grief for the loss. It feels like a breakup. Like it does. And in some cases it almost feels worse. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, maybe you've had friends longer than you've had a significant mm-hmm. other. What I mean, that's totally true. Um, and then I think it is normal to lose friends. And I think there's like a couple of different lenses to look at it. Like losing friends as a whole, like you are no longer friends or you've lost the closeness because mm-hmm. you're kind of losing them as friends, but it's like, it's, you know, th- that's just natural. It's kind of like the fizzing out process. Like I think mm-hmm. about, you know, going to to college, like you are meeting so many people and at least when I moved to Dallas, you know, I had friends that I knew from the University of Arkansas. And I mean, it was so great. Like these girls were great, but you just naturally with, with anyone in a new city, you just kind of, you, you have a wide net of friends and then you kind of get your list, your group a little smaller and smaller. And this is kind of like your core, you know, this is kind of just how it plays out. You just make new friends and friends of friends and all that good stuff. Uh, but some relationships do fizz out. But it's, it's, it kind of feels like a loss, but in, it's just natural. It's not something that's like needs to be explained. It's just how it worked out. But it's like, if I saw some of those girls nowadays, it'd be like, you just kind of catch up where you left off. And I think that's totally fine. So it's kind of a shift in the dynamic of the friendships. So that's one way to look at it. And that's totally okay. And that could feel lost too. Like what if, Hmm. what if you were really, really close with them and it just fizzed out and you're like, dang, like we're like, what you happened? Back and you're like, I had these friends. Yeah. What happened? You just fizzed yeah. out. I guess that's mm-hmm. maybe you both didn't pursue it, you know? So that could be it. And then it could just be a deliberate loss and friendship, which those suck. Like that's terrible. And I mean, I, it all comes from a confrontation point. There's something that happens. There's some grudge. Like, I feel like if someone maybe handled it, handled an argument or a confrontation, like early head on, I don't think in my unprofessional opinion, it would lead to like an immediate loss in friendship. I think there's ability to work through that. But mm-hmm. when there's a grudge involved, when there's like the don'ts involved, when there's, I mean, when there's a lot of stuff thrown in, it's really hard. Like you just kind of have to choose whether you not you want this person in your life. I listened to a sermon from our church in Dallas and it was like, you are your three closest best friends or five closest best friends. It was something kind of like that. And it was like, who do you want to surround yourself with? It makes you take a step back and be like, I... I, I have the ability actually to choose the people that I want in my life. And should I maintain these friendships? Are they making me a better person? Do they make me feel full? Is my cup full? Do I feel happy around them? So you do have the authority to choose your friendships and uh, not in a way where it's, you know, frivolous and like uh, to the wind, but it, it's, it's a way to think about if you're, you know, you don't feel good. You feel like a, you feel really crummy when you hang around this person. It's like, do you want, to be friends with them. Maybe this is a friend you should lose. I don't know. That's, that's up to you. But I think yeah. there's, I just wanted to explain. I, I feel like when I, when I look at that question, I see it as, as twofold. It's the fizziness. Mm. It's like the fizzing out of a friendship. And then there's a deliberate kind of loss. Yeah. I, I hadn't thought about that aspect of it, but you're absolutely right. Like there are so many different ways that this can come to fruition in our lives. And it reminds me of, um, I can't remember who said this to me, but I I think it's pretty common that people are in 
your life for a reason or for a season or or some rhyme of that nature. Mm -hmm. But basically to the whole point of there are going to be some people who are are in your life for the long haul. And and there are some people who are served a very important purpose in your life for a point in time. And I think even if it's a fizzling situation, like you said, or if it's something that is more confrontational, either way, that, that friendship was very important to your life. It, It taught you something. It, it, probably gave you a lot of joy and happiness when things were good. And I think that's something that can't be forgotten either. Just like relationships. Like I don't look back on a past relationship and think of only the bad. I think, no, we had so many good times together and I'm so thankful for that. Right. So I think the same is true here. I totally agree. Yeah. But I think, no, I'm just thinking like if I were to, kind of sum everything up from our unprofessional opinions of these questions in the confrontation standpoint, it would be to foster healthy confrontation through honesty, through assuming best intentions, communication that is done in a kind way and trying to understand perspectives while not letting things bottle up, trying to address them head on. And what I'm getting from the second half of our conversation is more in line with, you know, the loss and the grief is to experience it, feel it. It's real. It's mm-hmm. probably going to happen to you at some point in time. So have grace on yourself and it, and it's going to look different. It might be something that's seemingly low key and you don't really even see the separation happening, or it might be something that you, you definitely see happening. Um, I think both can be true. And these are really important things for maintaining healthy friendships. Yeah, no, I think that's a great way to sum it up. Okay, well, we are so happy you joined us today. If you enjoyed listening to our unprofessional opinions and you'd like to support our podcast, please subscribe, share us with your friends or, you know, leave us a review. We are all about growth here and, you know, cannot wait to hear your thoughts. To catch the latest from us, Follow us on Instagram at unprofessionalopinion underscore. If you have a question you want us to answer in maybe a future show, please DM us. We definitely want to hear that. So thank you again, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time.